Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the Nothing But Locks podcast. I'm your host, Ali Melnicki, accompanied by Jacob Schrader. How are you doing today, Jacob? Doing good. I'm not in the fantasy football finals. Nope. I got not. two league mates that are uh, battling out. They both had they both had the best teams all year. I mean, one dude's got uh, CMC and uh, Saquon Barkley, um, and then the other guy's got Justin Jefferson, Stephon Diggs. So. Uh, I was never close with my uh, waiver wire pickups every week. I was basically starting new players every week, trying to outsmart my uh, myself, and you know it didn't it didn't work out. But whatever. Yeah, I know. Um, I'm out. I'll obviously have a daily fantasy lineup in store this week. I know there's a lot of people that are freaking out. Derrick Henry is doubtful for tonight. No surprise there. The Titans. This is a meaningless game for them. They're looking forward to next week and, you know, win it to get in with against the Jaguars. Whoever wins that game will win the AFC South and get in. So I know a lot of Derrick Henry owners that aren't thrilled. There are a lot of other teams that are going to be resting their starters this week or really don't have much else to play for. Chargers being one of them. We'll see if Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are limited because they're already clinched in the playoffs. There's nothing more that they really have to do. Obviously, Tua is out this week. A few other big names are out. So a lot of a lot of stuff to talk about. And Jacob, let's get right into it. Uh, I don't want to waste any time here. So let's start with the quarterbacks. So my top three stardoms this week are Gardner Minshew, Dak Prescott and Brock Purdy. And I'll highlight here Dak Prescott because he's going tonight. I mentioned before the Titans, they are seven and eight. They're tied right now record wise with the Jaguars for first place in the AFC South, but the Jaguars own the tiebreaker. So if the playoffs are today, Titans aren't in the playoffs. However, none of that matters if the Jaguars lose this weekend or if the Titans lose this weekend or if both win, it's going to, or one or the other. Next week, week 18, Titans versus Jaguars. Whoever wins that game between the two is going to win the division and move on to the, the move on to the playoffs. So that being said, Dak Prescott is playing the said Titans tonight. The Titans have already ruled out five defensive starters as of right now. There's probably going to be more healthy scratches coming before game time. This is how much Vegas values if the Titans are going to try tonight or not. The spread opened it out, opened up earlier in the week at minus nine, which is understandable because the Titans have a rookie quarterback, Malik Willis, who I'll get to in a minute, is no longer starting tonight. But now the spread is currently at minus 13 and a half. There is no way the Titans are going to be scoring this game, let alone really trying. They're going to have a lot of their B-squad players up there. I mentioned Malik Willis isn't starting anymore. It's Joshua Dobbs, who they just got out off of the Minnesota Vikings practice squad. If you never heard of him, you're not alone. I had to look up who he was before this podcast. So that being said, the Cowboys still have something to play for. There's an outside shot that they could get the number one seed maybe in the NFC if they don't, they're still an outside shot. They could get the number. They could clinch the a the NFC East over the Eagles. The Eagles would have to lose their next two games, which is definitely feasible with Jalen Hurts being out, and the Cowboys would have to win two games. So the Cowboys have to play if they want any chance of winning the division. So I think Dak Prescott is just going to tear apart the Tennessee Titans defense. I mentioned all the starters are out. I think that he's going to connect with C.D. Lamb a lot, Michael Gallup, his new receiver, T.Y. Hilton. Dak's going to have a huge night. We know the Cowboys, they do like to ride up the score. Expect the Cowboys to get somewhere in the high 30s, low 40s points-wise. I don't think the Titans score at all this game, so Prescott is my number one start this week. How about you, Jacob? 
Yeah, I like I like Prescott. I always like Prescott. Um, and uh, the Cowboys, they go crazy some games. Uh, yeah. They go absolutely ballistic. My starts are Jared Goff, Trevor Lawrence, and Daniel Jones. Um, let's highlight Jared Goff here because he's playing the Bears and the Lions are in, you know, need to win mode. Um, yep. It's crazy. You know, I, I still follow a lot of Detroit Lions news and the, the fan base on Reddit specifically, and they were so pissed off. People are making suggestions like the Lions should sign Ryan Tannehill in the offseason. The Lions <laughs> should take a shot on um, – Zach Wilson. I actually think that was a trolling post. I at least I hope it was. But Jared Goff is going to be the quarterback of the Lions for I think the rest of his career. I think Jared Goff is a, a good player. Um, I, I think he fits that offense pretty well. I mean, the Lions, let's just be honest, the Lions have a better offense than they ever did with Matthew Stafford. Uh, I'm not saying Jared Goff is better than Matthew Stafford, but he is a really solid quarterback that will allow you to build off of. And they have such an excellent running game. They have a better offensive line than they've ever had. They have unbelievable receiving talent with, with Jamison Williams coming into play. Um, I actually, what I've seen from Jamison Williams has not been good at all. I, I don't think he's, he's, he's certainly not impressed me, but he's also coming off of an ACL. Um, but regardless, I do see a big game for Jared Goff against a horrible Cincinnati or, or, or geez. Chicago defense. Yeah, he I should have put him there too, but I figure Jared Goff is a definite must start at this point. I know he struggled last week. He didn't have a, a huge game the week prior against the Jets, but the Jets defense and the Carolina Panthers defense are near the top of the league. The Bears is the worst, literally the worst defense in the league. We just saw Buffalo carve them up. The Bears are tanking. If the Houston Texans win this week, there's a good chance the Bears will get the number one draft pick. So I don't think the Bears will be trying much this game. Totally agree with you right there. Let's move on to the sit So I never thought I would say this name again this year, but Carson Wentz, Andy Dalton, and Justin Herbert. And I'll highlight Carson Wentz because now for some reason, because Taylor Heineke had a poor a poor second half against the, the 49ers, who are one of the best teams in the league, league this year. Taylor Heineke is now benched, and they are turning to Carson Wentz to take over. The last time Carson Wentz needed his team to win one game to get in the postseason was last year. He needed the Colts to beat the Patriots in Week 17. He needed the Colts to beat the Jaguars, who were terrible last year, if you remember, in Week 18. He lost both of those games and had multiple turnovers in each game. I think this guy chokes on the big screen, big stage. They are playing the Cleveland Browns, who aren't the best defense but they still have a good they still have a good front seven. I think they're going to rush the quarterback. I think they're going to sack Carson a lot. I think Carson's not going to have a good game. In fact, I expect him to be benched at some point again this this season, if not this game. So Carson Wentz sit on the bench for me. How about you, Jacob? Yeah, I was a little surprised by that switch because I didn't think Heineke was playing that bad, and I think the team liked him a lot. Yeah, um, I was surprised, but especially with Wentz's history uh in in big games my sister geno smith brock purdy and deshaun watson i'll say one sentence about brock purdy and, and that's just i think it's going to be a blowout and i just don't know if they're going to pass the ball after the first quarter sure. um i think it could be a big game for cmc could be a big game for a guy like kittle early but uh re- regardless it, it's questionable to me how that game's going to play out considering what's going on with with Vegas, but Geno Smith is my big sit, and and that rests on Tyler Lockett being out. 
uh, with with the broken hand. Uh, I don't think he's coming back this week. I don't think it's a crazy serious injury, but Smith struggled big time against a horrible Kansas City defense last week. Yeah. And he's going against the Jets, who are no joke. Um, I would sit Gino this week for sure. Yeah, Gino, he, he he really he's still a pro baller. He had a great start to the season. I don't know if he's going to get the contract he wants. He's going to command big money this offseason. He is a free agent. But given his history, given this has been really his only good year, I don't know if he's going to get that three, four-year deal he's going to look for. He might have to settle for another one-year deal with an option, maybe two years at most. Maybe a team gives him three years, but I don't see anything more than that. But this this matchup is a really tough matchup for him. Against the Jets, they have probably one of the best secondaries in the league. They're a top five defense overall. I think that mainly his big target's going to be DK Metcalf. Sauce Gardner's going to cover Metcalf. Sauce Gardner, not only is he probably the best rookie, he's going to he's not only going to win the rookie defensive rookie of the year, but I think he's one of the top cornerbacks in this game. So I agree with you, Dino Smith. He's on the bench as well. All right, let's move on to running back. So my top three running backs this week are Travis Etienne, Tyler Algier, and Deontay Foreman. So I'll highlight Travis Etienne because the Jaguars, like I mentioned, even if they win this week, it comes down to next week against the Titans. They need to beat the Titans if they want to win the division and move on to the playoffs. They do have an outside shot of winning the final wildcard spot, but they literally need everything to go right for them. They need the Steelers to lose. I believe one or two games and the Dolphins will lose both of their games. It's just too much. It's not going to happen. So anyway, the Jacksonville Jaguars are playing the Houston Texans who have been playing very good as of late. They won last week. They almost beat the chiefs the week before they in covered. They almost beat the Cowboys before that. So they are playing good, but their run defense is still skeptical. I think that Jacksonville, they're going to save their big plays for next week against the Titans. I don't think they're going to have Trevor Lawrence do a ton. I think, if anything, they're going to want to protect him more and not take big hits. So I think Travis Etienne, is they're going to pound the ball behind him with Houston, and he's my top start this week. How about you, Jacob? Yeah, I, I like those. I've got Akers, I've got Zach Moss, and I've got Ryan Robinson. I you think love it's your huge... Cam Akers. <laughs> yeah, Cam, I mean, Cam Akers put up a crazy stat line last week. He did. Um one one of my one of the kids in the playoffs in my leagues is starting him. He's got a, a weak RB three spot, and I mean Cam Akers is not a bad matchup. Uh, Rams, I, I think the Rams are playing the Chargers if, if I'm correct. Uh, uh, yes, and Chargers don't have much to play for. Yeah, so I, I think a big big week for Cam Akers. I think they're, I mean their offense kind of runs through him. I mean last week was crazy. It was Cam Akers and Tyler Higby were the only players who touched the ball for the Rams. And and Baker Mayfield got picked up by the Nickelodeon claw for for a couple <laughs> minutes, um. So yeah, I mean, Cam Akers could be a league winner. He's he's coming on at the right time. Crazy season for him. It's going to be crazy because people are going to draft him next year. And and honestly, I'm even considering it given what he's shown. But the thing is, when Stafford is back, it's not a running offense; it's a passing offense. I think we get overdrafted again. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm not sure. I think he might be actually a free agent. I'm not sure. I'd have to look that up. But Cam Akers, it's good to see him come on, even though he's been in the doghouse as of late. Let's move on to the sit So I have Najee Harris, Dalvin Cook, and Raheem Mozart. I'll highlight Dalvin Cook because he had a huge game two weeks ago. He didn't do well last week against the Giants. I, I think he struggles this week again against the Packers. They are playing in Green Bay. It's going to be very cold up there. The Vikings, they don't really have much to play for either. They do have an outside shot of getting the number one seed. 
I don't think they will. Again, the Eagles do have to lose their next two games. I think the Eagles would be fine if uh, they, they have the Saints and the my Giants. I think they'll at least win one of those. So I I, I think Dalvin Cook's not going to get a ton of snaps. I think, again, they're going to try to save his workload. They're going to probably pound the ball with Alexander Mattinson and maybe C.J. Ham as well behind there. So he's my, one of my sits this week. How about you, Jacob? Yeah, I've got DeAndre Swift. I got Derrick Henry. I've got Rashad White. I mean, Henry, if, if he starts, I wouldn't play him. You know, he's got a bad hip, and and as you said, the Titans don't have anything to play for. But Rashad White, uh, I think what the deal was here is that Leonard Fournette was was pretty hurt throughout the middle of the season, and last week he was the back. Right, it wasn't the the fifty fifty split we've seen for most of the middle half of the right. season. It was Leonard Fournette as the man, give him the ball, watch him truck people. Um, I, I would really be hesitant to start Rashad White this week. The Pat, or, 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 sorry, the, the Bucks are are throwing more to their wide receivers. They're out of this crazy game where you know they have the best quarterback of all time, and they're only throwing four yard out routes every play. Um, tough, tough week to start Rashad White. Yeah, definitely agree with all those. And Derrick Henry again being doubtful, I think it's maybe a point oh 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 one percent chance he plays. He's not going to play. I, I think that. Fantasy owners, I'm sorry if you have him. He's been good for you all year, but not this week. All right, let's move on to wide receivers. So I have my boy Isaiah Hodgins for the New York Giants. I have the combo slash duo of Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs of the Packers. And I have all Dallas wide receivers. And I've already talked about the whole Dallas-Tennessee thing plenty enough. So I'll highlight Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs. Packers somehow are probably going to make the playoffs they have to win their last two games I think they win at home against the Minnesota Vikings this week they're three-point favorites I think that says enough that they're probably going to win the game they do very well against the Vikings in Green Bay that being said they can't afford any mistakes I think that even if they get up by 10 13 points they're still going to play like they're down by 10 13 points and throw the ball I think Christian Watson is going to have a big game. I think Romeo Dobbs is going to have a big game as well. If you have either of those guys, they should be starting for you this week. How about you, Jacob? Yeah. Um, so do we know, is is Mike White back to being the, the starter? He is. He is. Yeah. So so I added, that's kind of what I assumed. Um, but I've got uh, Garrett Wilson. I've got Christian Watson, just like you. And I've got Deontay Johnson and, I mean, if Mike White is playing, I think Garrett Wilson is kind of a wide receiver one at this point. Yeah. He'll see eight to 11 targets and he'll see, you know, better passes coming his way. Uh, I, I think if, you know, it's been a weird year with with Garrett Wilson, if you've had him, because you probably should have sat him those last two weeks. I mean, he had a big game against the Lions. I think he had like four catches for 98 yards. So not a, not a huge week, but certainly something. I, I think you're going back to him. I think you can actually start him over guys like, you know, a guy like Mike Williams, I would start him over. Yeah. Um, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, I would start him over. So, you know, he, he's the number one guy in the, on the Jets, and he's like the number one plus guy when, when Mike White is playing because Mike White loves him. Yeah. And he I loves agree. Mike White. Everyone in New York loves Mike White this week. It's like all Jets fans think like Mike White is this knight in shining armor riding and that's going to save him. I'm like, Mike White has won one game this year for you guys against the Bears <laughs> team that was starting their backup quarterback. So don't get too excited about Mike White. 
But I do think the Jets will make the playoffs. I think that they do beat the Seahawks this week. They'll have to face Miami in week 18. The winner of that game will probably be the final seed in the wild card. If I had a pick, I think that the Jets will beat Miami with Tua being out for the year. I do like Teddy Bridgewater, but that, that offense isn't the same with Teddy on under center as they are against Tua. So Jets might actually be making the playoffs. It's crazy this year, right, Jacob? Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's uh, I think it's good. I was I was planning on starting Mike White in in the first round of the fantasy playoffs, um, but if the Jets make a playoffs, yeah, I think it's great. Yeah, definitely. Let's go to the sit So not much to say here. I think all Tennessee wide receivers, Robert Woods, et cetera, need to be benched tonight. I don't see how Tennessee scores any points whatsoever. I just mentioned they're starting a quarterback, Joshua Dobbs, who they just got off the Vikings practice squad a few days ago. No one's ever heard of him. I don't even know if he knows the playbook. I know Baker Mayfield came in with Savior, but it's a difference to be Baker Mayfield, who was the number one pick, and Joshua Dobbs. My next one is Adam Thielen, and my final one is Christian Kirk. I'll highlight Thielen just because the guy just can't get a break. I, I think that this is just Justin Jefferson's team. K.J. Osborne has stepped into that number two role. He seems to have good rapport with Kirk Cousins. Thielen, I don't know. What do you think, Jacob? Is Thielen even going to be fantasy viable next year? If they keep Hawkinson, no. I mean, you can't really you can't really feed three targets, and they're not the heaviest. You know, they're not a Stafford Mahomes led offense, right? They're not passing the ball sixty five percent of the time. I think the the Vikings will have a solid team. I mean, they have a solid offense with on all facets, but kind of no. I mean, it it sucks because he was such a crazy good story. Um, I think he'll still play a big part in the team. I think he may catch, you know, a few touchdowns, but I don't think he's going to be a consistent enough guy to play in fantasy now. Yeah, totally agree with you. So who are your sit-ems? My sit-ems are Devontae Adams, Mike Evans, and Michael Pittman. I mean, Devontae Adams is questionable. Can you really sit him this week? You probably can, right? If you have Garrett Wilson, I'll play Garrett Wilson over Devontae Adams, right? I would play Christian Watson over Devontae Adams. I would play, uh, you know, it, with with this guy Stidham. I think his name is yeah, Derek um, Stidham, the sixth Patriots drafted quarterback to make a start this season. I think that's kind of the Tom Brady effect, and then the Jimmy G effect. Everyone assumes that that Patriots drafted QBs are the real deal, but uh, you know, it's a shit show in in Vegas this year. I wouldn't rely on them if you're you're in the fantasy championship, especially. I mean, it, 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 the it, he he, Devonta Adams is pitting up horrible weeks with Derek Carr. He's not going to do any better with 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 Stidham. That's crazy. If you were to tell people at the beginning of the season during the draft that week seventeen you should sit Devonte Adams, Mike Evans, and Michael Pittman, like those three guys were the top ten wide receivers taken. It's crazy. Pittman's a bust. I don't think Pittman's going to be in the league in three years. It just depends. He he needs a quarterback. He just hasn't had a good quarterback with him. I think if he goes to another team, he'll start excelling. He just needs a quarterback. I think Indy's going to really look in this offseason to acquire a good name, but Indy has a good wide receiving core. They have Paris Campbell, Alec Pierce. Like those are good receivers. It's just Matt Ryan's should retire, should have retired like 10 weeks ago. Nick Foles, same thing. You already have a statue of yourself. I don't know why you're still playing. And Sam Ellinger was basically like thrown out of Texas his final year in the college. I don't I don't know what Indianapolis is doing. 
But yeah, it's crazy. Those three guys are definite sits this week. Mike Evans has just disappeared this year. I mean, can you believe it? No. Uh, I saw a, a stat that from 2020, from 2021, he didn't go two straight weeks without catching a touchdown. And he's gone 11 weeks this year without catching a touchdown. Uh, he's going to miss a thousand yards. I, I see so many Reddit posts trying to hype him up. And I'm really thinking it's guys who are just trying to get everybody else to start Mike Evans so that they can actually win. That makes sense. It's a good strategy to do. All right, let's move on to tight ends. My stars are Tyler Conklin, Dal- Dalton Schultz, and Jelani Woods. I'll highlight Tyler Conklin. Zach White is no uh, Zach Wilson is no longer the quarterback. Mike White is. Besides Garrett Wilson, I actually think Tyler Conklin will step in as his number two guy at tight end. I think he'll get some good catches. The Seahawks are also very weak against guarding tight ends. You just saw George Kittle rip them up a few weeks ago on that Thursday night game. So he's one of my best starts this week. How about you, Jacob? Yeah. Jelani Woods is is crazy. I think he's a good player. Yeah. He's a... He's a really good player. I've got Dalton Schultz. I've got Dawson Knox and I've got Evan Ingram. I mean, Evan Ingram is kind of a, Evan Ingram's like a tight end three, kind of like an obvious start. He's like, yeah, I'd like to know where guy. that production was with us all those years. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but I, I guess Dawson Knox is coming alive. Three straight games with a touchdown. Uh, I think he's more of their game plan in the passing attack now. Uh, so if you're in a weird spot, if you've got a guy like Dolchich or, uh, Gasecki, you know, Gerald Everett. I would start Dawson Knox over all those guys. Yeah, he really has come on strong. I believe last year he came on strong too. Like, wasn't he relatively unknown at the beginning of the season? And then by like week 10 or 11, he really started to pick up steam. Do you remember? Yeah, well, we had a crazy amount of touchdowns. I, I, I had never heard of him before the season, but uh, he was also a guy. I wasn't really trying to draft him. Because, you know, it was kind of a a one year. uh Oh, who is this guy? I guess he's a beast, but he's in such a good situation. Um, Has a huge game this week. It's going to be a close game. Yeah. uh, Playing the Bengals. I think, you know, in close games, players like Dawson Knox can can do really well uh, scoring touchdowns and whatnot. Yeah, I agree. Especially Stephon Diggs has kind of disappeared the last few weeks. I don't know why him and Josh Allen just seem to be off key, but I think Dawson Knox is definitely getting the opportunities. Let's go to the sit So I have Darren Waller, Gerald Everett, and Cade Otten. I'll highlight Waller because Jacob mentioned before why she said Adams. Jared Sidham, I don't know how he's going to perform. I think that the team, they as bad as a quarterback Derek Carr has been this year, I think he still has the clubhouse. He might not be a great leader crying in press conferences or whatever, but he does have the respect of his teammates. I don't know how they're going to respond to not only his benching, but Derek Hart is away from the team. He walked away from the team. He's definitely not going to be a Raider next season. I don't know how they're going to respond to Josh McDaniels putting in his guy from the Patriots that was a fourth rounder a few years ago, I believe. I just think that this is going to be a bad game for the Raiders. I'm all over the 49ers to cover and pretty much kick the shit out of them. That being said, Darren Waller, he's a sit for me this week. How about you, Jake? Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Uh, I've got Dolchich, Greg Dolchich. I've got uh, Hayden Hurst and Noah Font. Um, let's say Font I'll highlight because, uh, you know, Dolchich, I think he's a sit. He got injured. But they're playing the Chiefs, so you, you don't really know. Uh, Hurst is coming back from an injury. It's uh, it's it's going to be a close game. He could see some – 
some catches, but I think an Alphon is definitely kind of doomed this week. Um, hasn't put together the season you you might have expected after a big year last year. Um, and you know what, what's his name? Uh, Geno Smith is just it's not it's not his year right now. Um, they're playing the Jets. It's it's a tough week to start Noah Font. Yeah, totally agree with you there. All right, well, those are our start sits. Now we're going to move over who we predict to be the top scorers of the week. For quarterback, I like what Jacob said with Jared Goff being a star. I think he he has a monster game. The Lions need to win this game if they get if they want to reach the playoffs. They also need the Commanders to lose. They want the Packers to lose, too. But I think they come out and have a monstrous game against the Bears. I don't think the Bears are going to be trying. I think Jared Goff is going to be the top quarterback scorer this week. For running back, Christian McCaffrey, I think he's just going to run all over the Raiders team. I don't think the Raiders are going to show up. I actually think this is going to be an embarrassing game. Jacob made a great point when he said Brock Purdy might not throw a lot. They might want to preserve him, protect him. That In that case, I think it's going to be a heavy dose of C-Mac as well. And then finally, wide receiver, C.D. Lamb, I think is just going to rack up the touchdowns and the points tonight. How about you, Jacob? Yeah, I've got I've got the opposite quarterback. I've got Justin Fields. I mean, I could just see 150 yards rushing, you know, honestly. Then the Lions have such a bad defense. They have such a bad run defense. I think they gave up 320 rushing yards to the Panthers last week. Um, and it's crazy. I saw – I was you know, I, I actually spent a lot of time on Reddit. And uh, I guess they never stacked the box last week, not one play. They were nickel coverage basically the whole game. Mm-hmm. Um, crazy, 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 crazy. Um, could they do it again? Maybe. I mean, I don't think they will considering Justin Fields doesn't even throw the ball. But regardless, he could just run crazy. He could, you know, 180 passing yards, two passing touchdowns, 150 rushing yards, two rushing touchdowns. I mean, that's a, that's the best quarterback week of the – quarterback score of the week so could be him Justin Fields is that guy it'll be interesting to see how this guy's career plays out uh he's a likable guy I think he does well in press conferences um and and he's got that spin move that's just fucking nuts he reminds I remember Braxton Miller did it in the uh national championship game like eight years ago and Justin Fields pulled it off uh he's pulled it off a couple times too so maybe it's that Ohio State spin move trademark that they're uh they got going on um, for running yeah, back, I've got the Austin only Eckler. thing that I would caution about Justin Fields. Robert and I talked this out when we were making our picks yesterday because because the Bears have nothing to play for this year. I wouldn't be surprised if they limit his running because they don't want him to get hurt like Jalen Hurts just got hurt. The guy has his entire career ahead of him. These next two games don't matter for you. So I think there's a good chance they could say to Justin, hey, if you're about to get sacked, throw the ball away and don't take any chances. That's just my theory. Yeah, that's actually a great point. That's yeah. a great point. Uh, for running back, I've got Eckler. When teams play the Rams right now, I mean, last week was a little bit of an anomaly. The The Chargers defense is good now, so I think the Chargers will basically run the ball like crazy this game. Um, they're not – they don't have too much to play for, so, yeah, Eckler could not be in too much. But uh, I think Eckler is relatively replaceable on the uh, Chargers. Um, relatively. I think the the backs they have, they've got uh, Kelly and Sony Michelle, I believe. Uh, they're okay. You know, if, if they don't have Eckler, I don't think it kills the Chargers. Right. Um, I do think they'll run the ball like crazy this week. It could not be Eckler getting those carries, but I think it, it also definitely could. Um, 
moving on to wide receivers, I got Justin Jefferson. I mean, at this point in the season, who else are you going to pick? I mean, you know, CeeDee Lamb is, is a good choice, and CeeDee Lamb is definitely a beast. But Justin Jefferson is is like the only guy who's not a quarterback who has a shot at the MVP race this year. And yeah. that's in his head. And, and if he puts up two 200-yard games to close out the season, and if he finishes the year with the reception record, which he, he could do, and 2,200 yards, you know, blasting away the all-time yardage mark, I mean, that's an MVP caliber season yeah. that, you know, he, mm-hmm. Cooper Cup finished third in voting last year. It's possible, right, if he really spanks that record and just says, I'm that guy, he has that trademark catch against the Bills. I don't know. I just think Justin Jefferson's got something to play for this week, even if the Vikings um, know they're finishing second in the, the conference. Yeah, that's a good pick. Very good pick. And it never go against Justin Jefferson. All right, let's go to our final segment. And our start bench and cut has been replaced by keep trade and cut. And we're going to have the scenario that you own a dynasty league. So Jacob's going to give me three players per position. And I'm going to pretend that this is my dynasty league. I got to pick which player I would keep for next season which I would look to trade in the off season for some picks and who I would just cut and not want anything to do with. So I'm ready when you are Jacob. Awesome. I love dynasty football. I got to find a league. I used to be yeah. in a league and I got distracted and, and let go of it. But uh, dynasty fantasy football is, is a ridiculous amount of fun. Anyways, yeah. for quarterbacks, we've got Matthew Stafford. We've got Aaron Rodgers, and we've got Carson Wentz. Well, easy, I'm going to cut Carson Wentz. I don't even think he's going to be a starter anywhere next year. So I would keep Aaron Rodgers because I still think he has a lot left in him. I love how he's coming on strong at the end of the season. He's finally getting some rapport with Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs. I do think the Packers are going to get a big-name receiver in the offseason, whether it's through free agency or whether, again, in the draft they go and get one. So I would keep Aaron Rodgers. I trade Stafford because I don't know what he's going to be like coming back from injury. He does have the chance to revert back to his 2021 form. He also has the chance of just remaining injured the rest of his career. So I'm a little leery about that. So I would keep Aaron Rodgers, trade Matt Stafford, and cut Carson Wentz. Yeah, I don't mind that. I'm higher on Carson Wentz, and I'm kind of thinking about it in true dynasty. You know, I – there's there's keeper and then there's dynasty, but dynasty, you know, you're keeping your players kind of forever. Um, I, you know, Carson Wentz is younger than those guys. I, I kind of threw him in there to, for the balance, right? You know, it's age versus versus basically points, right? You know, do you think Carson Wentz is going to be a four year? Is Carson Wentz going to have another four years starting? I, yeah, I guess I agree. I don't know. Um, I, I I I I understand your your sentiment there. But anyways, moving on, we've got Jamal Williams, we've got Jeff Wilson Jr., and we've got Antonio Gibson. All right, this is a little tough one. So when I look at the next, like, three, four years, I still think Jamal Williams is going to be going strong. So I'm going to keep Jamal Wilson. Jeff Wilson – Jamal Williams, I mean. Jeff Wilson, I just, he he's another guy where he is just always injury-prone – he always seems to be like the RB2. I just don't feel like I could trust him long term. And then Antonio Gibson is kind of like, I've never really looked at him as an RB1. I think he's good, 
But I think he's always just going to be one of those backs that just share the snaps 50-50. So I'm going to keep Jamal Williams. I would trade Antonio Gibson, and I would cut Jeff Wilson Jr. How about you, Jacob? Yeah, I I don't think that's crazy. I think Jeff Wilson Jr. is kind of a little bit behind these guys. He's kind of a, a, a lifelong backup in my eyes. Uh, I think Antonio Gibson could get another shot as a starter for sure. Um, and Jamal Williams is is good, and he's a touchdown machine, and I think Detroit loves him, and I think they could try to get some – you know, they could they could let DeAndre Swift go and, and keep Jamal Williams. I don't think that's crazy. Um, so I, I, I like that. Um, I like that for sure. Anyways, moving on, we've got wide receivers. We've got Jahan Dotson. We've got Deontay Johnson. De- Jahan Do- Dotson, Je- Deontay Johnson, and Marquise Brown. That was a tongue twister there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, definitely keeping Jahan Dotson. This is a guy that both Jacob and I were high on before the season. Jacob convinced me into him. I read more about him. He did have a little bit of an injury-prone year at the beginning of the season. I think he's going to be a stellar wide receiver in this league. I think that the commanders will finally get a good quarterback next year, and he will be the number two guy behind Terry McLaurin on that team. Deontay Johnson, I don't think he's a number one receiver anymore. George Pickens seems to be the number one guy there. I don't even see Johnson being a number one receiver on any other team in the future. And then Marquise Brown, I just think that he has never lived up to his potential. He's he he really he had the opportunity this year when he was traded to the Cardinals, but again, he got injured. I just think he's too inconsistent. So that being said, I'm gonna keep Jahan Dotson. I would trade Hollywood Brown and I would cut Deonta Johnson. How about you, Jacob? Yeah, I, I'm a I'm a Jahan Dotson truther. Um, I I just watched the highlight video. I saw you know this guy does not make spectacular catches, but what he does instead is he's open by four yards every time. Right? It was a lackluster highlight video for that reason. But if you're thinking about the NFL, I mean, this guy runs unbelievable routes. He is young. He yeah, you know the Commanders. He's a limited by the Commanders, right? Because for, for the next five. The next few years, Commanders are going to have a good defense, right? They've got such a good defensive line that's not going anywhere. Um, it's funny. I was listening to another podcast that had actually these three guys, and they all had Jahan Dotson last. And I was just thinking, are you crazy? This mm-hmm. kid is so much better than these other two guys. I mean, Marquise Brown is okay. Yeah, he's got Kyler, but you know, the, you've also got the the best wide receiver in football on that team. And uh, DeAndre Hopkins, I, I think it's great. I think John, you know, I, I've seen, you know, I followed Dynasty football, even though I'm I'm not in the league. And the disrespect that's given to Jahan Dotson is unbelievable. He's ranked, I think, 13th out of all rookies this year. I would put Jahan Dotson as number two. I would put Brees Hall as number one, and I would put Jahan Dotson as number two. Um, you know, maybe, yeah, Garrett Wilson, okay, is, is in a better situation than Jahan Dotson. He also may be better. I mean, Garrett Wilson's a beast. But Olave, I mean, he's okay. I just think Jahan Dotson's better. I mean, I just think Don, John, John Dotson is a better football player. He runs unbelievable routes. And that's what makes receivers good. Can they run good routes? And when they catch the ball, how quickly do they make their first football move? Right? That's all you need to, to look at. Um, I love Jahan Dotson. I, I wish him the best. Going to be rooting for him. And uh, I, I, I agree with your take. Anyways. Moving on, we've got tight ends. We've got TJ Hawkinson. We've got Dallas Goddard, and we've got Mark Andrews. 
So I would say I'm definitely keeping Mark Andrews just because I think he's going to, he's on the Travis Kelsey level. I think he's the number one receiver in Baltimore, whether even though he's a tight end Hawkinson, I would trade, I would get really good value from him. He's young. He's on a better, he looks like he's in a better situation with the Vikings this year, probably being the number two guy the next few years. And Dallas Goddard, I would cut nothing against Dallas Goddard. He's one of the better tight ends in this league, but I don't think he's on the same level. He's a bit older than the other two guys. So I would keep Mark Andrews. I would trade Hawkinson and I would cut Goddard. How about you, Jacob? Yeah, this was a tough one. Um, I'm looking up all of their ages. And while I was doing so, my uh, Google Chrome just force quit on itself. But uh, literally, literally just now. Um, yeah, I, I think it's, I think Goddard is my odd one out here. I think I think you said the same. Um, I think Hawkinson and Andrews. I actually would probably take Hawkinson over Andrews. I I think Hawkinson is is I I you know I I obviously love the guy and you know him being in Detroit and and doing well in Detroit and then you know the trade has only helped his value. Uh, I think TJ Hawkinson is a lifelong tight end one, and he's just younger than Mark Andrews. I don't think you can really put a stick between the two and say one is is better than the other. Right. And it's just a better passing offense in uh in Detroit and uh or in sorry in Minnesota and uh yeah I mean uh, I I like Hawkinson more than I like Mark Andrews younger so that's my go to yeah fair enough fair enough well everyone that is our episode for today Jacob and I will be back next week to talk fantasy football week eighteen. We'll get you covered with there. I hope everyone has a safe and happy new year. Some big games going on this week. Obviously, Bills and Bengals Monday night. I'll be the big one. A lot of other games with playoff implications this week. I know my Giants. I will be watching on Sunday. If we beat the Colts, we clinch. We're in the playoffs. You know, I will be ecstatic. So before we sign off, Jacob, any words for the audience? It's probably DFS season for most of you. And there's no shame in that. Set your lineups, you know, trust your gut, take some advice, but take it for, uh, take it as it is. Don't, don't let it rule your, your judgment. You know, you're your own individual and uh, I wish everyone the best of luck and a happy holidays. All right, everyone. Take care.